0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Chat Time, where we bring you the hottest and the latest tea on Asian American matters at the University of Arizona. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Lady Ellie.
1: And I'm Matthew Evangelista.
0: Matthew, how was your Thanksgiving break?
1: Um, my Thanksgiving break was pretty great. I got to go home back in Phoenix, where I'm originally from, and I got to spend time with some of my family, uh, eat good food, and I actually went to the Odyssey Aquarium for the first time, which was a great experience.
0: Wow. I was at the Odyssey Aquarium, too, and I spent some time with a few Filipino folks in Phoenix. Do you live at Queen Creek? Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, yes, that makes sense because we celebrated Thanksgiving. I thought (laughs) I saw
1: you there. Yeah, (laughs) I thought I saw you there. Wow.
0: Okay, well, what's going on in today's segment?
1: On today's segment, we have a special guest today, Diane Saez.
0: Hi, Diane. Welcome to the call. All right, so hello Diane. First of all, it's so weird calling you Diane because I've always called you Ate, which means older sister in Filipino for all of our podcast listeners who don't know, but of course, first of all, before we begin with all the questions and stuff, I want to really ask how are you doing and what have you been up to ever since you graduated from the University of Arizona?
2: Hi, hello, my adeems. Thank you, Lady and Matthew, for having me. Uh, I'm doing great since I graduated. I currently am working as a medical assistant and medical scribe for a podiatry clinic. Uh, and I also still regularly volunteer uh, in my favorite place to volunteer with is the Rocky Point Medical Clinic in Puerto Penasco, Mexico, which you guys are familiar with. Uh, I'm also still studying for my MCAT and preparing for my medical school application, which I will be applying to med school this upcoming cycle. In um, other aspects of my life, I read really often. Uh, I love to run. The weather is great for running right now. And I also love being with my dog Jack Che or hanging out and helping my little brother with homework.
1: Wow, that sounds great, Diane, and um, you said that you were volunteering in Puerto Penasco, Mexico, right? And that you said it was familiar with us, and I believe you're talking about the Mexona. Can you tell a little bit to our audience what that entails and the types of things you're doing for that volunteer opportunity?
2: Yeah, so the, at the U of A, there is an organization called Mexona. Um, what we have done, especially with the Panza in the past year, we have collaborated um, with as a PAMSA and with Mexona to travel to an uh, underserved uh, location, part of Penasco, uh, Rocky Point, Mexico, uh, in which we uh, serve the community doing triage. Um, we also get to shadow the amazing range of health professionals there, such as OB-GYNs, physical therapists, pharmacists, etc. it goes on and on. And we also uh, have students who uh, speak Spanish and translate. So those are the amazing things that we do. And clinic is also every month, I believe the first weekend of every month.
1: Perfect, that sounds great. And if there's any students out there looking for an opportunity like this, you should check Mexona out and I'm sure they have free time to go around Mexico too and go to the beach, so that sounds like a fun time. So now transitioning into the Asian American context um, and issues, we're going to start with a topic just so we can get things started. Um, First thing is, how was it like being a student leader for APASA, which stands for Asian Pacific American Student Affairs, uh, on the University of Arizona campus?
2: Uh, it was a great honor and responsibility to be a student leader for APASA. I started off as a front desk assistant, which I worked with the awesome professional staff. Shout out to Kenny, the director, Harley Quinn, Max, Dustin, past and present professional staff. Uh, I helped with happenings at the center and also with uh, happenings pertaining to other uh, happenings events with other cultural resource centers on campus. And with the students, I was a resource to my own peers, whether it was directing them to uh, tutoring services or to mental health resources. So in a way, I was really a bridge between students and staff. Uh, I also had the insight being that bridge to share what students in our APEDA community wanted or could potentially benefit from um, whether it was during times of celebration such as holidays, uh, for example, uh, Chinese Lunar New Year or uh, celebrating Filipino Heritage Month or whether it was through issues uh, locally in our area, of Tucson uh, nationwide or globally when it came to um, challenges that our community faced. Um, yeah, I also stayed with APASA throughout the pandemic and navigated being a resident assistant on campus and um, I led the APIDA Scholars in community, so I really learned the value of sharing a Peta identity and um, what that means for um, people who wanted to know what it was like or what it meant to be a Peta identifying, or to students who were just discovering what it meant to be a Peta or Asian American.
0: I think that's great. You've definitely accomplished so much. And of course, I've witnessed that because you are an upperclassman and you have been my mentor ever since I was a freshman at the UVA. And if for our podcast listeners again who don't know, Diane actually identifies to be Filipina. Filipino-American, so she is part, as she stated a while ago, of FASA, or the Filipino-American Student Association. So she identifies to be part of the APIDA community. So how does being an Asian-American student, how did that influence your experience at the University of Arizona? It's
2: influenced everything. I love this question. Um, so a lady mentioned that I was a uh, Filipino-American. Um, I was a first-generation immigrant born in the Philippine, Philippines from Beagle. I moved to America with my family, and life was different. I didn't even think I assumed, quote-unquote, an Asian-American identity until high school. Uh, I know, weird. But I was. it was because my parents instilled in me and my siblings to always be confident of their culture and traditions. And they really... Um, made us realize to embrace our heritage and take our culture with us everywhere. And so do my siblings, Harry and Jubin, who are also very involved with campus and also with APASA and the Atea community. So at the U of a, I really hold on tight to those things and what it means to be who I am as an Asian American. And it's really helped me to pursue a career in medicine and what niche I want to pursue in medicine. Um, whether that's what identifying what healthcare looks like in a community or identifying disparities to move forward to equity and accessibility in our community.
1: Yeah, going back to what you said about your Asian American identity and not really realizing it being a big factor of your life and your own self-identity, I can totally relate to that, especially being in a predominantly white population growing up um, in Arizona and then going into college, it's still, especially so, an even more prevalent part of my life. And finding that and exploring that identity, I think, has played such a big role in how I really, like, explored myself going through my college career. And I'm glad to hear that that identity that you found in yourself has also inspired your endeavors in becoming a doctor and really exploring how um, that specific APEDA community factors into medicine and current events. So going on to the next topic we talked about your role in many different organizations on campus and especially so under APASA. How have those different organizations played a vital role in your college career and experience?
2: um uh, first comes to mind uh, perspective and understanding um i'm not sure students are familiar some students aren't really um, sociable or uh involved i think is a better word in organizations on campus and that is fine um in a pasta there are social clubs and there are professional clubs um and they've all played a humongous role um, in my college career uh, for example, social clubs such as FASA, DSA, um, they've created a sense of community and a uh, sense of belonging that I greatly admire and appreciate so much because, I mean, look at me, I'm here talking to you guys, Lady and Matthew, Like, and I didn't know you guys when I was um, uh, way back when until um, um, FASA had their, AKA Atequia, um, Audi program. Um, and so that's amazing that this, these social clubs lead us to uh, uh, have a community together, to be friends. And then with the professional club, since I was uh, uh, heavily involved with the PAMSA, which um, is an Asian Pacific American Medical Student Association, um, professional clubs that I was involved with were uh, SAFE, the Society of Scientists and Engineering, cell which is an entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurship uh, club, and um, there's a couple more too, but we focused on professionalism, what it looked like for Asians and Asian Americans, and how uh, to understand uh, what that meant with our identity, uh, equity in our respective fields, and discussions on how to succeed in our own initiatives in our respective fields, uh, despite disparities, and also how we can celebrate
0: um, are uh, expensive. I definitely agree. Um, I think someone also mentioned my freshman year that these clubs and organizations and these cultural centers exist because they're really important for student retention. Right? So if school is not entirely your life as a student or if that's not necessarily your cup of tea, what will make you stay at the University of Arizona? Social clubs, being able to be engaged with different organizations and different clubs, being part of the e-board, being an intern. I think that will definitely help you find a community that will motivate you to become a more active student, student leader, and of course, stay at the University of Arizona. So I think that's a good point. One point that I think we're... Our speaker today, Diane Lied, is that she met me during AKA. That is false, everyone. I met her before that. We were already close before that. But I think Matthew, I think Matthew, you met her. You met him, sorry. You met him that day during the AKA review, but we've already met each other before then. Um, so period. Okay. So, I think with that said, you know, again going back to that whole topic, Um, these clubs and organizations are really important, so I would just like to um, promote them. If you all are the University of Arizona, an incoming high school student, for example, and you identify to be part of the PETA community, definitely look for the APASA Cultural Center and start involving yourself in these different clubs and organizations. All right, so moving on to our next question. Diane is a vital, vital person, um, when it comes to she's your main contact person when it comes to talking about health care within the PETA community Right now she's studying for the MCAT and soon to be one of our doctors um, One of our successful alums who will be doctors in the future um, And so my question is as I stated a while ago your concentration as a student leader for APASA is on health and health care within the Asian community What were some of the initiatives? projects and programs that you created within a Pamza which is the Asian Pacific American Medical Student Association to address health concerns within the APEDA community or just the general community during COVID
2: Where do I begin there has been a lot of things that I've been involved with and I'm very proud of them not just for my participation, but also for the wonderful people that I've worked with. APASA is one of them. I've done awesome projects with them. For example, um, uh, I did a pamphlet. I did some research just on their Instagram, so check out APASA's Instagram, uh, pertaining to Filipinx nurses being disproportionately affected by COVID-19. Um, and uh, But moving on to APAMSA, uh, Pre-Alpha Panza is a club that I joined when I was a freshman, but didn't really take on a leadership role until the following year when I was a sophomore. Um, so I went to the whole intern program uh, and then I became the project director. And um, with my whole chest, I am so proud of that role because that role was made because of my passionate interest in being the, uh, in the Healthy lifestyle project, which is uh, an initiative. Um, in pansa in which um, the interns focused on um, what it means to be a part of an e-board, which intern programs is uh, vital to a lot of student orgs, especially uh, with, within APASA. Um, but um, to talk a bit more about the Lifestyles Project, when I was an intern, I uh, my cohort uh, had an emphasis on the Filipino community. And so, um, as project director and seeing those who came after me, I am very proud. And I'm so, so proud. Proud is the right word uh, because of how much the position has grown and how much this position has been cemented into um, a PAMSA. Um With a PAMZA, especially with COVID 19, uh, so was it last summer? It was last summer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, time is weird. Last summer, we had a mass drive in which we handmade masks. We asked members of our community to make um, handmade masks and we uh, donated them to an, an organization in New York. Um, another thing that we initiated last summer was the Be The Match um, sign-up competition. Uh, Be The Match is a bone marrow uh, organization in which they focus on um, helping individuals, patients who are suffering from um, bone diseases or blood diseases for people like you and me who can match with them um it'll greatly help save their life and so that's one of the things we did um in the last year i was president and i led with a great e-board throughout the pandemic and we always brainstorm ways that so we could address health concerns such as how can we keep our community updated via instagram stories um and just creating that online social media platform presence, because that's all we could do as student organizations. But when we could, then when we eventually did, we thought, how could we bring people together? How could we bring our orgs together? Um, And so when we could have gatherings safely, of course, we collab with other student organizations within FASA and also outside of the FASA, such as the Red Cross, Uh, organization which lady um, president of right yeah Um, and so we had a paint night and our theme was unity and diversity we had an amazing program which we all collaborated on together and that was amazing Um, there's also so many other projects and initiatives that we've done that I could keep talking about it but those are the big ones that have always Uh, stood out with me, especially in regards to COVID-19, is bringing our community together and unifying, standing in solidarity together, despite a really big challenge.
1: So impressive. I mean, based on my experience being under uh, Diane during this time and working with her, you know, she's really a prime example of how um, there's still opportunities and ways that you can be active and really try to enact change, especially during a time like the COVID pandemic, where it seems like there's nothing really to do, but um, finding ways to navigate that and um, really filling in the holes that should be filled in terms of change, especially when it comes to the Asian American community is such a big deal. And um, you actually bring up some of these programs like Be The Match, even though that doesn't necessarily pertain directly to COVID, I think it's such a important, um, I wouldn't say important, but significant part of, you know, helping and saving lives and a good opportunity to um, indirectly save another person's life without um, necessarily being um, on the active lookout to do that. I mean, I personally matched with someone um, through Be The Match. I haven't done anything yet, but it's exciting news and I think you should really check it out if you want and have done things like donating blood in the past. Um, it really has a big em- impact on other people's lives. And like you said, um, in a PAMSA, I was an intern under Diane and during COVID, although it was hard, really found uh, not only a sense of community, but uh, a great deal of work done in the community to really help out during this rough time. And speaking of community, uh, you touched earlier about how having your Asian American identity was an important part of your um, finding and exploration of community on campus. Uh, So how would, going more in depth into that, how is that related to your journey as well as medical school and beyond?
2: This is such an awesome question. It is so important to find a community and to also um, be comfortable with your identity. And so as Asian-American uh, being one of my many identities. So being Asian-American, um, I have my own unique perspective of medicine. Um, and not just with medicine either, with my own life, my own social life, who I am outside of medicine. I know that's crazy, but who I am without healthcare medicine? I am other things as well. And that's really important. Um, And because of my own unique perspective in those areas, I am confident that I have a good and clear understanding of the challenges that we face as Asian Americans as a PETA people. Some of the ways that I really was involved within my own classes, especially, um, that helped me realize how important community and my identity would be for medical school, for beyond, for wherever, whatever I did outside of uh, college. But like, within college, um, I mentioned before that I did a project with APASA, um, how Filipino ex nurses are disproportionately affected by COVID-19. Well, in one of my English classes in my spring semester, my last semester, uh, my English professor, who I still communicate with today, she is so awesome. Um, our topic was called genres that was the whole theme of our class and so I was like what is my genre Um, and I had a really hard time um, but I honed in on Asian American activism it was something that I have not really explored but I knew that I was really um, interested passionate about um, and I love discussing it with my own peers and peers who weren't Asian-Americans, I just with my own resident assistants, uh, my fellow resident assistants at my, my dormant, how I could explain to them, this is a challenge I'm going through and um, this is how you can help me if you so choose to are interested in helping, especially with the hate crimes, the um, disrespect, the challenges that we faced as asian americans in the past year and up until now whether you are in healthcare or just someone walking on the street um so one of the things that stood out with my involvement is that even through hardship the more our community chose chooses to band together and to uplift our voices to be heard so um I'm going a little spiel. I hope you don't mind, but this is something that's very important to me, um, and I think it's great for this question. Is that I believe that movement is medicine, and movement involves so many things. Uh, one of the big things is uh, cultural competency, and that is something I emphasize in my my classes, my work with a PASA, um, my work with a panza and also outside of college and. Um, it's an understanding that all of us come from a diverse background, backgrounds and uh, having the skill to communicate with the patient, being informed, and being able to inform your patient is crucial. And to me, that is movement and that is how we heal. Um, I mentioned earlier that I am a medical assistant and medical scribe at a podiatry clinic. So I look at feet all day, I love feet. <laughs> uh, but at my <laughs> clinic <laughs> and the places that volunteer, I volunteer, just only see patients that want to be heard and respected. Um, One thing that healthcare professionals forget is how to be the patient. So I always strive when I walk into that clinic every day or even when I'm volunteering or even when I'm out and about not participating in medicine or healthcare because maybe I just wanna read a book. Um, How do I put myself as someone who just wants to be heard and respected, right? So um, finding a community and realizing the Asian-American identity in medical school and beyond to me is also how can we achieve equity and accessibility for us, um, Asian-Americans in healthcare, in medicine, in our day-to-day lives and our other um, the other gadgets of our lives. And, um, how we can seek
0: and help each other. So, yeah, I think that's really important for all of our listeners right now. If you all already don't think that diane is amazing, everything here in this podcast shows that she is an amazing person, and she has contributed so much here in Epasa at the University of Arizona and within the APEIDA community at the UVA. So this is amazing. The This opportunity where we can actually listen more to some of the thoughts that you have to offer within your own experiences, I think that's just wonderful. Also, Diane mentioned cultural competence. I think there's also something that you, if you scroll through the different tabs that we have in our website, we have an article about intercultural competence. So if you want to learn more about that, please definitely scroll through our website and yes, so unfortunately, we have reached the very end of our podcast, but before we say goodbye to Diane, we would like to ask, what advice would you like to give to Asian-American undergraduates currently attending the University of Arizona? I
2: think I'm a lot, that's okay though. Um, advice I would give to um, y'all asian American, who are still in school, Be true to yourself, Um, learn to be confident, learn to trust yourself and to commit to yourself in those ways, Uh, then you can really um, reach out to others and impact your community or impact the career that you want. We don't have to make something great in this world. We don't have to save the world. We don't have to, you know, grow up and be like, oh, I'm going to save the world and do something great. Okay. No, you save the world just by being here tomorrow, being true to yourself. Uh, BTS, said love yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but really, do things at your own pace. Trust yourself. Listen to wonderful people. And that's a lot. I'm saying a lot, but it's it's. I feel like it is all-encompassing, and everyone needs to be reminded that you need... Um, to trust yourself in that way you can uh, give back to others and also um, to seek guidance if you are comfortable to seek guidance wherever you can. Guidance leads to opportunity. Opportunity leads to growth. Growth leads to finding yourself which is kind of the same thing as growth but <laughs> it leads to success in your own self and um, it impacts your environment greatly.
1: Thank you so much, Diane. Um, That advice is something that even I could put in the back of my head and make sure to implement into my life and career um, moving forward. Uh, Again, thank you so much for participating in our Cha Time podcast. Yay! Uh, It is is a great honor to have you on here and for sharing your insight, not just um, for medicine and Asian-American issues and concerns, but also for sharing your story um, and giving us a breakdown of how you can really impact the community and how you should approach um, your own story and your own journey. Um, it's been lovely catching up with you and we cannot wait to see what you achieve in the future. And we'll definitely keep in touch when we need a feature of a doctor on our podcast yeah. In the future. So sure, good luck with everything.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Diane. Or Dr. Saez in the future. Mm-hmm. uh uh-huh. Hope to catch up with you soon and get some bazookies with the fam. Bye Diane. Thank you. Bye guys. I definitely think it's an amazing experience learning about Asian American student leaders here at the University of Arizona and their work even after they have graduated. If y'all already haven't seen our um, feature page where we interview um, and have mini interviews with a few other student leaders, aside from this podcast with Diane says, we have another interview, a mini interview with another student leader who just recently graduated. Her name is Tia Hunt. So go check that out.
1: I agree. It's great to see Asian American leaders strive for such great heights and serving such active roles in the Asian American community, especially here at the University of Arizona, spreading awareness and fighting for change.
0: On our next podcast, we will be talking about food and how food culture has played an important role in the Asian American community. Stay tuned.
1: Sadly, we have reached the end of our podcast. Thank you for listening. And as always, tune in on the hottest, and latest Asian American trends and issues here at the University of Arizona.
0: This is Lady
1: and Matthew signing signing off. off.